everybody out there in podcast land, this is your host, Severin Henderson, back again with another episode of Firecast, a Department 3C production. almost called it the other name I had before, and it might have another name before the year is out. But who knows? I mean, we flying by the seat of our pants here, so we're just going. Um, This is just a newer segment that I'm trying to incorporate into the show. Um, just some few changes, trying to make the show better, as always. So we're going to do a little advice column. Um, I got a couple of emails from some people, and I just going to answer these advice um, questions so the question is home improvements or a laser and eye teeth straightening I have some savings and would like to finally spend some of the money once used it will likely take me a year or so to replenish the savings I have two options that I'm really struggling to choose between if anyone has any advice number one home improvements i bought my house one year ago and found that it has rising damp okay i will need to pay for a damp proofing before i properly decorate i would also like to knock through the outhouse to create a downstairs bathroom i hope they say where they're from at the end or number two I've been wanting laser eye surgery for many, many years, and I can now afford it. I've had terrible eyes since being a child and battled with dry eyes from wearing contacts. I'd also like to straighten my teeth as they've gone back wonky since having braces as a child. Can you please offer some advice? So this is kind of a tough one. Um, you got a... a, a couple of different directions to go they're both improvement projects so i applaud that the fact that you're trying to improve yourself and improve your home at the same time so what advice would i give this person so what i'm thinking is i really wish i kind of knew where they lived at um that i don't know why that would help i just want to know where <laughs> but the thing about it is is what I'm thinking. If you improve the house first, you can always get that money back out of the house with um, a kind of a refi possibly, or they said they wanted to knock through the outhouse and create a downstairs bathroom that increases the property value of most homes. Um, especially if you get it done right. So what I would do in this situation, there's a couple of ways I would go. One way I would improve the home, um, wait a little while on the eye and the um, teeth straightening. Only reason I would wait that little while is because I would try and pull that money right back out and then use it for maybe personal things. You don't necessarily have to tell your finance company that's what you're using it for but you can do that um another way i would go i was uh, i would apply for credit to see if i could get the laser surgery under credit not necessarily having to deplete my savings um while you're saving you can still be paying on both those the laser eye surgery and the getting your teeth straightened I haven't had any issues with getting my teeth straightened, but I did get laser eye surgery and my insurance didn't cover any single bit of it, but they did offer me credit to get the procedure done. So that was a direction I went. So that's what I would do. I think at the end I would get the home improvements. Then I would try to use um, some of the money to get the 
cosmetic surgery is done. Another option you could take is shop, 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 shop for someone that can do the home improvements, not necessarily at a lower cost of what you might have been quoted, but somewhere that you could possibly help out and do your part to get some things done. Every once in a while, you have people who will take some of the price off if you help them out, like if you if getting a roof redone, if you strip the roof. I know it sounds crazy and hard labor, but hey, tough times call for tough and drastic measures. So you got to kind of think outside of the box here what you would want to do if you want to get both of those done. But again, I commend and applaud the fact that this person wants to take care of their home, get their home together and get them themselves together. It's always a interesting thing, you know, when you're trying to get cosmetic stuff done. You know, do I want to get it now? Do I want to get it later? Why I've been waiting so long? So many different questions you could ask yourself and so many directions you could go down. But if you just take the time to do probably the logical thing, that's the way I would go. Um, last but not least, you can make a pro or con list. That's how I tackle a lot of my issues and problems. I just make a list, and whichever side wins, that's which one we're going to go with. So that's the first in the questions. I hope somebody can get some value out of that. Okay, so we answered one question, one question down. Let's get another question. This one we found from an app, and I just thought it was a good question. So I'll go through it and see how best we can answer it. We can tackle it. All right, start from the beginning. A lot of help. I never learned, should have been learned, anything about maintaining a social life. As a lot of teenagers, the pandemic took my years of development socially all away, and I never kept in contact with friends, so I never learned anything. So what I'm asking here is that people answer these questions if possible. When are you oversharing? How do you make a conversation interesting without oversharing? What are some basic boundaries? What are some basic conversation starters? When do you know you're hurting someone? How do you make friends? How do you become less of a people pleaser? How do you become less emotionally attached to someone? How do you properly talk to adults? What are some things you should never share? How do you grow mentally? What does someone over when does someone overstep your boundaries? How do you get over a bad past? And I think that's all. So uh, while I was reading that, like I said, I was reading it off the app and, um, you know, people, they write how they write and talk how they talk. I know I make faux pas in both areas, but that's why it probably sounded a little different when I was reading it. So. Let's start from the beginning. When are you oversharing? I feel like you're oversharing when you get into like TMI territory. But at the end of the day, it's your story to share. So you share what you want to share. You share what you feel comfortable with. 
Um, life is about experiences and going through those experiences. You learn as you go. So it's no real set method to tell you exactly everything on all of these questions. But you have to kind of go in as you learn and as you share and as you experience and as you talk to people, then you will find out what you like to do and what you don't like to do, what you like to share, what you feel like sharing and everything else. But to answer that question, basically, when are you oversharing when the other person person gets kind of cringy in your conversation when you telling them a little too much more than they probably signed up for. How do you make a conversation interesting without oversharing? Um, kind of goes along with the same thing. You make the conversation interesting by sharing stories. I remember I was taking a class and in the class they were talking about how do you know how to answer people who have different problems and different needs in a conversation and you say well most basic thing to do is do more stuff live life just do cool stuff and you have stories and you'll be interesting like kind of like the most interesting man in the world what did he do to get there he <laughs> went all over the place drinking doseki so just make it interesting by sharing what you feel is interesting inside of a conversation. What are some basic boundaries? That's a great question because um, boundaries is the word of the year pretty much for me. So many people talk about boundaries and how they're setting them up and how they're putting them in place. And that's all cool and well and good. But what are the basic ones? So basic boundaries are to me is not to let anybody in your personal space. Um, your personal space is yours. The only time you let somebody inside of that personal space is when you invite them or they know that they have the go to come in and give you a hug. And that's just basic stuff. Give you a hug, give you a handshake, high five, stuff like that. You can kind of tell and feel in the moment when those things are appropriate. And sometimes you can't. But if you can't, again, that goes back to being a person and going out and having experiences and doing stuff and learning as you go. What are some basic conversation starters? Um, that's another great one. Ultimate is high. Hi, how you doing? Uh, my name is such and such. What's your name? There you go. Start from there. If you are still in school, what classes are you taking? What classes do you like? What classes do you not like? Um, talk about, you can talk about a myriad of things. You can talk about the weather. I mean, we're in April here in the city and it is snowing. That is a great conversation starter and that can lead from one spot to another so whatever's going on whatever's relevant um maybe not a subject that's touchy that's politically charged or social religiously charged or anything like that but just something basic hey today is this day of the week i love it or hate it hey i had this teacher hey i had this class things like that um when do you know you're hurting someone I imagine you're hurting someone um, in your conversation and you just have to read the person, read the room. Um, and, you know, honesty is the best policy. You can always just ask is, you know, this conversation hurting you? Is it making you feel any type of way? That's what I imagine they're asking when they say, when are you hurting someone? How do you make friends? This is a problem I never had as a, young person but again I didn't have a whole pandemic to go through so 
what I always used to do is just hang out and talk. Um, sometimes you would feel like this isn't the best right conversation. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm doing. But this is a time where faking it till you make it comes in. So you can just fake it till you make it. Make friends. Either y'all going to be cool or you're not going to be cool. It just kind of all depends on you and them. All people aren't going to be your friends on top of that. So don't look for everyone that you just happen to have a conversation with to be your friend. But how would I make friends? I would find people that had common interests such as myself, had common ideas, beliefs, goals, and hang around people that you feel like you want to be like and they want to be like you. And y'all can have the good version of birds of a feather flocking together. How do you become less of a people pleaser? Um, this is an easy one. No, just 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 sometimes when you're not feeling it and it's not helping or serving you, your family, or your friends, these new friends that you just made, <laughs> just say no. I can't do it. No, that's not gonna work for me um you can apologize on top of that with that's kind of people pleasing as well but you can just simply say no i can't do that i can't help you here that's that's all you have to do as far as that goes now with saying no you don't want to say no to new experiences like if it's something that's gonna benefit you or help you yeah you might want to try and do something new but you don't want to say no just for the sake of saying no um, where were we at? How do you become less emotionally attached to someone? Uh, I think there the biggest thing to do is kind of limit all of what you are sharing or doing with a person. Um, it's kind of a difficult subject uh, not difficult subject it's kind of a difficult question because if you're gonna have a friend that's really your friend and somebody you really like or somebody you really want to hang out with on any type of level you're going to become emotionally attached to them now if you're talking about getting to the point where you feel like you want to know where they at and what they're doing all the time the easy answer for that is you have to build and develop your own life you have to do things for yourself so the more you do for yourself and the more you take care of yourself and the more you make those interesting stories, the less you will be just emotionally attached to just anybody. How do you properly talk to adults? This is a great question, um, especially for a young person. And I was going to say the same way you would talk to your parents, but some people talk to their parents like, terribly so that's not the answer there um you talk to adults like you would want to be talked to kind of like the golden rule how would you want to be talked to how would you want to be spoken to um a big thing is when somebody calls your name first thing you don't say is what um you can answer yes how can i help you things like that sir ma'am always go a long way when you're talking to adults um respect the person respect the position that they're in um like if you have a teacher or a principal in school pardon me <coughs> call them by their <coughs> cut that out <laughs> call them by their proper name oh hold on I don't 
Thank you. Um, Okay, um, address them by their proper name, address them by their top, proper title. That's how you can talk to adults effectively. Um, and what are some things you should never share? Again, this goes back to the TMI part. You don't want to share things about you that are like super private, that are just to you and just to your being. Um, sometimes family instances or Things along that nature. And one thing you should never, ever, ever, ever share is a secret somebody else told you. So it's not your secret to share. It's their secret. And if they entrusted you with it, it's not yours to share with anyone else. So that's, to me, a couple of things that you should never share. And how do you grow mentally? That's another question. Um, How you grow mentally, to me, is a lot of self-reflection, reading, experiences, talking to other people, talking to people that you kind of want to be like, hanging around those people, and finding genuine relationships inside of the people that you're getting to hang out with. Um, when does someone overstep your boundaries? Only you know your boundaries. So if you feel that someone has done something to you that's overstepped and overbeared or overbought then that's when they've overstepped their boundaries um it, it only you can tell when you're offended only you can tell when someone's overstepped your boundaries if you don't feel comfortable that's when they overstep their boundaries um and how do you get over a bad past um bad past we all have pasts. we all have things that come up in our lives that we're not necessarily proud of um, that didn't go the way we planned. So how do we get over that? We have to look to the future and we have to move on. Um, everybody's always worried about two things, really. Worried about what happened yesterday and what's going to happen tomorrow, when all the time we should really be worried about what's happening in the present. It's nothing we can do about what happened yesterday. There is something we can do about what happened tomorrow to a certain extent. But when we can take control of our lives and our time period and remember what we did and what we're doing and where we're going then that helps you get over the bad past bad past happens um and you know you want to have those interesting experiences some of those experiences can help someone else out just like you're still alive and you're still here someone may need to hear that story about that bad past to help them make it to the future and that is all. That's what they said at the end of the letter. So I hope you took something from that. I hope everybody can relate to that in some type of way. And if you can, reach out to us as always and tell me what you think. Okay, so we have one more in this series of advice and questions. I'll come up with a segment name for this eventually. But for right now, it's just... Sebi, give me some advice. Um, how do you write a genuine thank you letter? So question goes is this. I was recently put on medical suspension at my work, COVID related, with no pay. And someone from work who I've never met went out of their way to drop me off a care package. Contacting employees personally is against company policy. So it was definitely a risk that they took. I was able to get their cell number and I wanted to text them thanking them. But in all honesty, I suck with writing thank you letters 
that sound genuine. I am genuinely grateful. However, everything I write ends up sounding like a child being forced to write their Aunt Karen a thank you letter for the ugly sweater she sent for their birthday. Any pointers? Um, this one is easy, peasy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. This is... Um, this one is just how do you write a genuine thank you letter? Be genuine. Be yourself. Say thank you. Say, hey, I know you took a risk. Um, contact me and send me this package. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all your help, your your hard work. Um, what you've done has gone above and beyond. Um, what I would do is if you're really genuinely thankful. Um, get a nice, nice card. Like my, one of my favorite places, Target, Target has, um, sections of cards where you can get, and they have ones that are blank 99 cents to all the way up to about four or $5 for a card. And sometimes it can say exactly what you were thinking without you having to say it. Um, you could get something that's very elaborate. Then at the end, just put your name. That can be it. Or if you really feel like being genuine, like you say you do, just write all that you pretty much said in the question. You can obviously write very well. So write exactly what you feel. Maybe give it to somebody you trust to ask them, does this sound good or bad? And then send it off. Worst they can do is nothing because they can't say no you're not asking them for nothing um all they can do is get it and you know if this person went out of their way to do something for you they're probably the type of person that appreciate anything that you give back to them so just make sure that you give something back to them um that's the last one we're gonna do for this episode of Sevy offer me some advice on firecast <laughs> and just want to get any feedback that you have. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I like gave them the worst advice you ever heard of in your life or, you know, tell me if it's something I could do better. Send me an email. Tell me why our email address is info at department three C.com. Um, still department three C because this is, even though we changed the name of the show, it is still a department three C production firecast, the podcast. So, Reach out to us. Let us know what you think. And thanks for listening. You can always connect with us on most socials at Department 3C. You can connect with me personally at I am Sevy. And our email address is info at Department3C.com and the website www.Department3C.com. All that being said, talk to you then. Bye.